Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the first miracle of Jesus, the wedding at Cana. And this is found in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to, his, to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rite of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people had drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. And after this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. So this wedding at Cana, we don't know who the the couple was that was getting married, but it, it, it appears to be somewhat close to the family of Jesus because it's Jesus, his mom, his disciples, his family is there as well. Some kind of distant relatives. Yeah, and so... Um, it, it's interesting. When I was young, I always read that question uh, when Jesus' mom came to him. They have no wine, being do a miracle. But in many ways, she could have just been saying, "Hey, go to town and get some wine," or they, they've run out of wine, um, mm-hmm. and not not necessarily asking him to do a miracle, just asking him to take care of the problem. Yeah. So very interesting. His answer is my hour has not yet come. Mm -hmm. But it seems that several minutes later, he performed this miracle. Yeah. So the question that I had in my mind while reading this story was, did his mom force Jesus to do this miracle? Was this like a courtesy for his mom? Mm -hmm. Or he was not aware that God calls him to perform this miracle and after talking to the father a couple of minutes later he was ready to perform the miracle so how do you take this well and to be honest there's a lot written on this a lot of uh, commentaries take different approaches to try to explain this away because it is confusing and and i think uh, ultimately when we get to heaven mm-hmm. i'll get the answer mm-hmm. um the the way i take this as jesus didn't act on his own accord mm-hmm um, nor did he act for the benefit of those around him. You know, when, when Jesus uh, 
turned the the three loaves or the loaves and fishes, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, two loaves and five fish into enough to feed a crowd. The the crowds come and say, "Hey, make more bread for us." Mm-hmm. And Jesus doesn't do that. Or we saw with the the temptation when Satan said, "Turn this this stone into bread." Um, so with those things in mind, it's my thought that Jesus probably already had in mind to do this miracle. Um, and again, I can't prove it, but that's just my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that he already had it in mind to, to do this miracle here and show the glory of God because this was, this was a miracle that does show glory. Exactly. That is verse 11. Uh, this is the first of his signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, miracles are not uh, performed to meet someone's immediate needs. Yeah, they are performed as signs or as proof of his divinity. Yeah, and in the rest of verse eleven says, uh, "This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee." and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. It seems that that was the main purpose of this miracle as a sign, yeah, to make his disciples believe in him. Uh, they were already following him, and maybe they had questions about uh, what's next. Uh, uh, did he make the right move? Um, is this uh, the right way to spend the rest of our lives, and so on? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus Christ answered those questions, establishing their decision, bringing more certainty, more assurance that this is what God called them to do, to follow this teacher, this rabbi. You know, one of the commentaries I read on this story quoted a Jewish tradition, and apart from that, I can't give any more validation to it, that that when the Messiah were to come, um, he would there would be uh, a flowing wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would come with an abundance of wine. Um, and so, again, apart from that, but but it, it's interesting um, mm-hmm. thought to put in there. It, it seems that this was not just a response to his mother um, solving this problem. Yeah, don't expect Jesus to transform water to wine at any wedding. Yeah. In the same way, Jesus did not heal every sick person, uh, even in his extended family or, you know, in his uh, native uh, birthplace. All these miracles are ordained by God, mm-hmm. decided in heaven, mm-hmm. communicated through prayer and those times of uh, communion and meditation. Yeah. And they had a very clear purpose to support or to demonstrate Jesus' divinity, preparing his way to be received or rejected as Messiah. So I think we've answered a lot of the first question already. What does this tell us about Jesus? And for me, it is he doesn't act of his own accord, mm-hmm. um, just on his own whims. Uh, he, he acts with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So. And he knows something about that plan designed in heaven mm-hmm. because he says, my hour has not come. Yeah. And a little bit later, the hour has come. Yeah. So what is Jesus telling us or what's God telling us in this this event that we're reading? 
is um, a combination of messages. On one side, uh, Jesus is uh, mingling with us, is socializing with us. He's mm -hmm. not aloof uh, above the reality of the world. He's part of our problems. He's part of our life. Um, he comes to our wedding. He answers our questions and he shares our, our concerns. For me, this is a very important message that I, and I, I, I hear in this story. On the other side, Jesus Christ has a very clear plan. We cannot push him to do something. Uh, Jesus is not like a button in heaven that we, we climb to there, right, to mm -hmm. push that button and to make him do whatever we want him to do for our lives. No, there is a uh, divine uh, overarching plan of salvation, and God knows all those experiences that have to happen along the way. He's ready to perform them. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus' response to his mother, woman, what does this have to do with me, was a respectful realignment with his purpose. It wasn't him being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that we can view Jesus as the son of man mm -hmm. so much so that we take away his divinity. Mm. That we we think, oh, he's just like us, and um, and we don't realize that he is the son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think for me, uh, this is showing that, like, like you said, it's not on our agenda. It's God's agenda. And this is why we have this part of the story, so many verses about uh, the master of the ceremony and uh, that conversation with the bridegroom. It seems that they didn't get the meaning of the miracle. Mm -hmm. They are just talking about their own customs and the way, their own way of doing things. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus is here to uh, bring a different perspective, to set the reality upside down, mm -hmm. to uh, grab their attention in a way that the wedding participants didn't get it, but the disciples believed in him. So what are we going to do about it? I like Mary's words in verse 5. Do whatever he tells you. Mm -hmm. Right? He said, uh, hey, uh, what do I have to do with this? And uh, that's not connected with me. My hour has not come. But she, with a supernatural gift of faith mm -hmm. that in fact is given to all of us, said, do whatever she tells you. And these words are echoing through centuries. And this is what defines Mary and remains in history with this short line, do whatever he tells you to do. Yeah. And f I, I take it uh, like this is what God speaks to me. And again, I think that gets back to the purpose of what we're doing. The As I read the Bible each and every day, I've read these words before. Mm -hmm. But God tells me something different. He speaks to me each time. Yeah. And it's my job to always act on what he asked me to do. Because each day I might uh, be in different uh, place and different circumstances. Mm -hmm. The truth is the same. It's like a, like a pillar that is in the middle. And I move around because it is my developmental understanding of who God is. We mm -hmm. advance in life. We accumulate more experience. Uh, we acquire a different perspective. Yeah. So how can we share this 
with others. As Christ comes to this event, he's surrounded by family, surrounded by others. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's performing this miracle to show his divinity. Mm -hmm. There have been miraculous things that have happened Mm -hmm. in my life that I fully believe were God's intervention, but for the most part, that doesn't take place. Uh, I I don't necessarily see blessings around me, Mm -hmm. but I can bring people along on my journey. Yeah. You know, I can experience time with them and, and, and point them to Jesus. What I like in this story is how it develops and it is explained in verse nine that the servants realized that Jesus made a miracle mm-hmm. before the master of ceremony and before the bridegroom and before anyone else present there. So God reveals his will to shepherds when he was born, yeah. to the servants uh, here at, at, uh, at the wedding. And many times God surprises us. He might talk to people who do not expect him to talk. Mm-hmm. And this is why I learned from this experience that I should share with everyone. Yeah, I never know who will believe first. And in fact, the Christianity, uh, especially in Rome, started with servants, uh, women who are cleaning the palaces of those very rich people and leaders of the nation. And because they are trustworthy, because knew, they knew all the secrets of those houses, mm-hmm. uh, little by little, they are able to communicate the message of the gospel. In the first generation was a humble beginning, but later it was the master of the houses who, who embraced this message and communicated to others. This uh, echoing, uh, rippling of God's message has to have a start. And we should never underestimate the humble beginnings. All right, well, let's pray. Father God, I am thankful for Jesus performing these miracles to show his divinity. And Father, as um, others were present, as they witnessed this miracle and shared it and wrote it down, I pray that we too will share the experiences we have in our life where we know you are present. Mm -hmm. I pray we will be content with what you have given us, that we won't approach you as a vending machine to to just answer all our problems, but we will seek relationship with you. Mm -hmm. Go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.